This week on Ultra 64, Mortal Kombat! Hello everybody, um, welcome to Ultra 64, it is your comprehensive Nintendo 64 podcast. I am your host, Woody Siskowski, with me today is... Uh, Scott Berger. And some of you might be wondering, where is host regular Steve Guntley? Well, um, we learned last week that he did not know how to manual in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, so um, I kicked him off the podcast and then I uh, murdered him. I cannonballed into his chest and then pulled his skeleton out through his mouth. Cannonball with a K, right? Yeah, I cannonballed into his chest and pulled his skeleton out with through his mouth. Um, no, I'm just joking. I would never kick Steve off the podcast. Okay, goodness. Um, he's right here. What, what, what are you guys doing? Hey, Steve. Are we recording a show? Yeah, welcome to the podcast oh, at your house. Oh, oh, I was wondering why there were so many people in my house while I was asleep um, nursing my cannonball wound. Yeah. And so many skeletons in the living room. Yeah, exactly. Skeletons in the closet. Um, so on theme with that, um, we played Mortal Kombat Trilogy and Mortal Kombat 4, two of the greatest games ever made. <laughs> so you you might be able to tell I turned the reins over to Woody a little bit on this because uh, I'm an avowed Mortal Kombat hater. <laughs> And uh, these two are Mortal Kombat uh, apologists. Oh, we, we can prefer to think of ourselves as uh, loyalists, fanboys. Sure. Okay. Um, I, I honestly, I got a little, uh, I got a little teary-eyed, Steve, when we were doing this episode, um, thinking back to all the good times I've had with Mortal Kombat. Scott was my uh, room, roommate in college, so the first year, um, I think the first week we were in college together, um, we were playing Mortal Kombat Trilogy, and we got a knock on the door from the RA, because we were being too loud. So, like, this was us partying the first week of college, and we got in trouble for being too loud playing Mortal Kombat Trilogy. To be fair, so, though, when you get into those outrageously wacky three-on-three Raiden Jacks combos... Yep. And Scott, how could, how could you not be way too loud? Yeah. Um... So, Steve, why don't you give a little background of the... Uh, I, I want to go into this, the long story and history <laughs> of Mortal Kombat. I have so much. Why don't you give us a story of the games themselves, and then I'll go into, like... Yeah, like, the story of Midway and the origins of Mortal Kombat, and then I will do the, the story in the game. Fair enough. Because, okay. okay, so yeah, I have a little bit... I mean, we'll, we'll talk about Mortal Kombat as a series. We, we said when we last did Mortal Kombat Mythologies, we'd go into a little bit of the phenomenon that was Mortal Kombat. But I'll stick to the games for now. Uh, so Mortal Kombat Trilogy, developed and published by Midway. It was released November 11th, 1996, so about a month after the PlayStation version. This is one of the first five Nintendo 64 games, very early on. Wow. Um, as with all Mortal Kombat games of the era, it was ported to just about every available console, as we were just discovering, the Game.com and the R-Zone, the Tiger R-Zone, which uh, is, you guys didn't seem to know what that was. No. It, it was a very early kind of virtual reality thing that barely worked. It goes over one eye, oh, wow. and then you play it with like a special glove and a controller, <laughs> and you look super rad. Uh, it barely worked, and you have to like close one eye to play the entire time, so you look like a dork. Um, but Mortal Kombat was even on that piece of crap. So, um, unlike previous Mortal Kombat games, this version did not appear in arcades. This was console exclusive. 
Uh, as the name would suggest, it's kind of an amalgam of features from the first three Mortal Kombat games, but mostly it's kind of a reskin of Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. Yeah, so in much the same way, like, um, Street Fighter 2 is sort of like a, you know, a huge, big deal fighting game, and Capcom would just re-release different versions of it with, mm-hmm. like, new fighters and a couple new moves, and uh, Midway did the same thing with Mortal Kombat 3. They did Ultimate Mortal... Yeah, the first game, Mortal Kombat 3... You know, was sort of lacking in fighters. Then they did Ultimate Mortal Kombat three, which brought back some of the fighters they'd taken out from the first two games. Right, and then, UMK three Turbo, and then yeah. UMK three Alpha Turbo <laughs> Ultra Mega. Yep, Remix Ultimate <laughs> Ultimate Remix Party Party Bash. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there was the the Mario Party version of yeah. Mortal Kombat. Well, no, it actually was. It got super weird in a lot of the later Mortal Kombat games. They couldn't figure out what other modes to do. Yeah. So there was like a chess mode and a kart racing mode yeah. and a Tetris puzzle mode. It got real um, silly. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, Mortal Kombat Trilogy is sort of the... I don't know. I think of it as the definitive version of Mortal Kombat 3. A lot of people think that Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 is a little better balanced and less glitchy, but I find that the goofy glitches are sort of an endearing part of uh, Mortal Kombat. Because there's still a really big hardcore camp of, like, Mortal Kombat, like, the the 2D old-school Mortal Kombat arcade, uh, like, fighting scene, Yeah, I'm, well, I don't know how big the camp is, but, I mean, it was big enough to justify a couple re-releases on um, newer systems to incorporate online play and stuff like that. But, uh... Mortal Kombat Trilogy is kind of the forgotten one. Mostly people go back to Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. And, I mean, this this version on the N64 probably isn't the version you want to play if you're a hardcore fan. Just because uh, the PlayStation version has a lot more characters, a lot more features. Sure. Uh, you start with... You're able to play as the bosses in this game. But in, in, in the PlayStation version, you start with Goro, Motaro, Shao Kahn, and Kintaro from the beginning... Uh, but the N64 version, you only get Shao Kahn and Motaro, and they're only unlockable with a cheat code. I do think that, um, I haven't played the PlayStation version. I think that, um, it has load times between fights. That's true, Which is something that seems worth avoiding. Um... I seem to recall it plays better, though. The defini- Well, you also have to, when you're playing this game, you have to use the Nintendo 64 controller. Which, <laughs> which is, is not optimized for fighting It's games. not good for fighting. It's very few. I can't really think of any genre that I would say that the N64 controller is optimized <laughs> for. It's very, maybe, like, maybe like, I, I feel like it was designed solely for Super Mario yeah, 64. exactly. And, and then, then everything else just had to get in line, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, because even like Banjo Kazooie has insane like hand combinations it has for some, some weird of those stuff. special moves. Um, but in, in addition to those characters, the N64 players also missed out on classic versions of Jax, Kano, Raiden, and Kung Lao. Uh, so like you could play as their Mortal Kombat 2 skins if that's something that's sure. important to you. And there's really only one exclusive stage in this, which is Star Bridge, which is just Pit 2 with a starry sky instead of <laughs> whatever it was I before. Think, I think, and I'm going to have to um, double-check this um, later, I think the definitive version of this game might be the Sega Saturn version, um, okay. but I haven't I haven't played that one either. Um but, I mean, that's a little misleading because I don't want people to think that somehow this game is lacking in characters. No, there's, not at all. There's a ton of characters in here. I don't... I don't. Do you, what's the count? It's at least 30, right? It's Yeah, it, it's, it's around there, yeah. Um, uh, I, I didn't do the actual count, but it's, it's around there. There's one exclusive character that was introduced for Mortal Kombat Trilogy, and that's Chameleon. With a K. Uh, yeah. Well, okay, on the yes, N64, it's Chameleon with a K. Oh. Uh, and they're different characters. Oh, that's so the, right. The PlayStation version is Chameleon with a C, and you can switch between all of the male ninja 
two characters. So Ermac, uh, yeah. Sub Zero, Noob Saibot. For those who haven't seen Mortal Kombat, they did a thing. Their, their strategy for making new characters mm-hmm. was to simply take this sort of core ninja design of like Scorpion and Sub Zero and just make them a ton of different colors. Right. So it gets super out of hand in this game. There's <laughs> a purple guy who can shoot lightning, a red guy who's a telekinetic, and like. They they all play almost exactly the same, but they have different special moves. Right. That's sort of, I think, the key difference between Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter, because those were the two big fighting franchises mm-hmm. for a while. And I think the key difference is everyone in Mortal Kombat plays the, essentially identically in terms of regular moves. Yeah. Um, and But then they all have different special moves, where Street Fighter, just the regular kicks and punches are different for everyone. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I think that Mortal Kombat allows you to easier switch between characters, because there's only mm-hmm. about three different moves to learn. Yeah, yeah. Um, you and, just need to remember, like, the, the... And the fatalities are kind of done with, like, dial-a-combo kind of style. Like, you just, you just press the right number of yeah. buttons in the right order. Um, but, but Chameleon uh, became Chameleon with a K on the N64, and it's now a female ninja who can swap between all the different female ninjas, sure. which, again, are just palette swaps. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, you know, I think, who's it, Melina and... Melina. Uh, Katana, uh, Katana is Katana. the good one yeah. who <laughs> fights with fans. Melina is the evil one who has size and eats people. Yeah. Um, Jade, Jade has yeah. Green, Green has a bow staff. Uh, Jade is one of the most irritating computer opponents to fight in yeah. the history of video games because yep. you will run up to her and she will just hit this giant combo on you instantly. Or if you're like me and you try to string everything together starting with like a scorpion uh, throwy thing, I forget. Uh, the spear? Yeah, that, yeah. that's the technical science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The get uh, over here spear. Thing, yeah. Like uh, Jade will just do the the, oh, she'll the become invincible, seizure yeah. the seizure inducing uh, invi- or um, projectile invincibility mode and then literally it's just scripted it's just scripted she'll do that and then she'll just run straight at you and bolt off this like 85% of your health bar combo and you can't escape there's yeah. nothing you can do um, Mortal Kombat 3 and Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 and Trilogy all suffer from being horrible one player <laughs> games um, the computer is designed I believe the the selling point was that the computer learns your moves and um, so you have to adapt your tactics. But mostly what that means is when you jump, the computer jumps up and kicks you in the head. Yeah. And so yeah. you can't do anything and you just lose and it's super frustrating. It's very frustrating. And uh, yeah, I think most of the changes and the additions that you're going to get from this are only really going to be apparent to people like you guys who sure. like Mortal Kombat and understand yeah. the combo system. Like there's there's certain special moves carried over from two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Nightwolf has an exclusive friendship Sure. Uh, in this, <laughs> that's. But again, for most people, it's not going to make too much of a difference. It's pretty much a straight port of Ultimate Mortal Kombat three. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. Um, there, but if you're looking for a fighting game on the Nintendo sixty four, and it, I mean, your two options are Mortal Kombat trilogy or Mortal Kombat four. Sure. If it's if you want to play a Mortal Kombat game, oh yeah, you don't yeah, want to play yeah. Mortal Kombat mythology. You Sub-Zero really do not because no. a it's not a fighting game, and b it's super terrible. It's really terrible, <laughs> and they didn't have animalities in that game. Right? That's no. true. <laughs> Um, well, I want to branch off into animalities really quick in terms of, like, uh, there's such a weird design philosophy, uh, I think, at Midway and at Mortal Kombat in general, where they just, because they were lazy with the palette swapping and things like that, they just went nuts. Yeah. And there's a lot of weird things in this game that 90% of players are never going to see, Um there's these fatalities, which, like you said, are like these combination button presses that are fairly hard to remember and decently hard to pull off. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, not too bad, but once you get the hang of them. But then there's these other things where you can like turn your opponent into a baby, yeah. or like have a friendship where you'll use like a jack in the box or do a little dance 
Or there's even this mode, see, for a long time I thought this was just a fake rumor, yeah. where you can do mercy on your opponent if you beat them three rounds, bring them back to life, then if you kill them again, you can do an animality where your character turns into some kind of animal and, like, eats your opponent or bites off their head or something. We, we were talking about that, like, there were rumors of a nudality yeah. mode in this, and everybody just, like, it was totally within the realm oh, of possibility. 100%. It would not have um, surprised me at all if there was just a special move where everyone got naked. Yeah, and there's, like, this guy at the bottom, uh, Dan Forden, who was a um, sound engineer on this game, who's yeah. better known now as the Toasty Guy. Right. When you uppercut someone, he'll just occasionally, there'll just be a picture of him that comes in the bottom and goes, Toasty! And then leaves. And you're like, what the fuck was that? But it's awesome and like and so the narrator is Shao Kahn right yes okay Shao Kahn is enamored with uppercuts yeah like I was noticing that really for the first time playing this every time he uppercut he's like ha, 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 ha. oh delightful Shao Kahn yeah. is one of the great video game villains of all time um he does yeah he, he does the voice um during the menu when you select things whenever someone wins he'll declare who the winner is and he's got this really big deep booming voice you can hear me do a horrible impression on it on our uh, oh yeah the mythologies, episode. mythologies yeah. episode um because he premiered in two right yes yeah. okay. um and we'll we will talk about shell Khan when we go over the story we keep distracting steve from actually talking about the game no 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 but no, we're um, good. uh there are a couple things I want to talk right. about. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, in this one, you know, so Mortal Kombat uses like full motion video sprites of like actual real people like performing these moves. Uh, it, it was just kind of their signature the style. The body count was off the charts. Yeah. With those real people performing <laughs> the head rips and They stuff. were actually killing them. Yeah. Uh, it's very controversial. Uh, so, in advance for this game, five actors quit. Uh, these five actors played 11 characters between them because one of them. Uh, Dan Pacina, he played Johnny Cage, and then he played all of the ninjas. Uh, things got kind of ugly between... Uh, so Dan Pacina was brought on in the first game. He was kind of the iconic Johnny Cage. His brother Carlos was a programmer on the game. And uh, so he was paid really pretty low. He was paid like $50 an hour, which is, I mean, that's not well, bad. I'm sure they wouldn't have anticipated that it was going to be such the smash hit that it that's, was. That's kind of the thing. He made about four grand off the first two games, which is, you know, that's fine for yeah. scale for a working actor. Uh, but he had kind of a handshake agreement with the upper higher-ups in Midway that if the game becomes more successful, they would take care of him, they would take mm -hmm. care of all the actors. That didn't turn out to be the case, so this game was selling, like, millions and millions of copies. I think to date, the series has sold about 40 million copies massive success and uh he and his other actors saw a very small part of that so they all walked and um dan piscina started appearing in the ads for a rival game called Bloodsport. uh right i think it's blood yeah but no bloodstorm i'm sorry bloodstorm it sounds like uh first thing i thought the big <laughs> game from the simpsons Buy me Bone Storm or go to hell yeah. uh so he started appearing in, in those he was in his full johnny cage outfit Huh. Playing the game. They don't show any stills of the game. They just show him, like, in his full Johnny Cage outfit, standing at the arcade cabinet. And then it says, Dan Piscina, uh, the actor known as Johnny Cage, has switched over to B Bloodstorm. Uh, so, Johnny Cage wasn't even supposed to appear in the scan. And I actually have a theory that this is why they killed off the character in the hmm. second movie, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. They just kind of kill him very unceremoniously. And I think it was just kind of a bitter move. They finally did at the last minute decide to just recast him uh, and put him into a trilogy. So it's a totally different actor playing Johnny Cage in this. But I think they've eventually like 
made peace because uh, Carlos Pacina is still with or was with Midway all the way. To I the have end. never heard of the game Bloodstorm. Nobody has. <laughs> it was a it was a really shitty arcade only rip off of Mortal Kombat, okay. and, which was a very common thing back in the day. Uh, and the last thing I'll say about Mortal Kombat Trilogy, I found an article from Forbes, uh, 1996, that I thought was just particularly tone-deaf and idiotic. Uh, but they described uh, this game as particularly horrible uh, and lumped it in with the likes of Star Wars Shadows of the Empire and Cruisin' USA, both of which, you know, they're not my favorite games. I wouldn't describe they're them not as particularly, particularly horrible. horrible. No. Uh, but it was just kind of a hilariously tone-deaf article. And it was clearly written by somebody like, oh, I'm a writer for Forbes magazine. I'm writing about this toy. It was very, like, he got the name of, he called it Super Mario Brothers 64. Okay. Uh, oh, got it. So he must have been doing a very early review of uh, the Nintendo 64. And right. He kept describing it as a toy, like, stuff like that, which, you know, whatever. Uh, that's, that's, uh, that's just a very stuffy old white man thing to say about it. Anyway, uh, let's let's get into the actual game itself because, and you guys are the experts here because I, I, I like I've said many times, I'm not a fan of this. But to be fair, I'll preface this right now: I had a good time playing with you guys. Um, I want to I want to talk I want to talk about the story because I spent a lot of time researching the story for Mortal Kombat. <laughs> the story's um, good, which is it's it's very sort of I would describe it as biblical in mm-hmm. its complexity, uh, rivaling you know rivaling the Bible or a. Uh, you know, a Mar- uh, DC Comics Crisis on Infinite Earth type of thing. Or, so uh, you've, you've heard it here first, Woody Siskowski, Mortal Kombat, better than the Bible. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Okay, um, all right, okay. Or, you know, a WrestleMania storyline, something <laughs> like that. Um, More, okay, Mortal Kombat and WrestleMania, better than the Bible. No, not WrestleMania, okay. <laughs> no, that I'm not going to stick with. Um, anyway, so imagine, let's go back, yeah. let's say thousands of years, and imagine that you're these elder gods floating around. In the beginning... Oh, sure is nice to be an elder god. Um... They created these different realms. There's like uh, Earth realm where we live. Um, there's Outworld where uh, there's sort of this rampaging barbarian world, and then there's the Nether realm, which is essentially hell. Yeah. Um, and the gods set this rule that if one realm wanted to take over another realm, they had to in- send their greatest champions to fight in a tournament called Mortal Kombat. Wait, so we're still talking about the Bible, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so this barbarian ruler named Shao Kahn um, sort of takes over Outworld. He's this huge guy with a big hammer and this sort of skull helmet. Mm-hmm. Um, and he decides he wants to start taking over the other realms. So he, um, there's nine... There's, the Outworld has won the Mortal Kombat tournament against Earthrealm nine times in a row. And if they win 10, Earthrealm essentially gets merged into Outworld, and it's really bad for humans for some reason. Um, So it's up to the Earth's champions, and this is the story of the first Mortal Kombat game, Mm -hmm. um, to go there and not lose this 10th tournament. Um, So Liu Kang, who's in all these games for a while, is the champion. He's just a Bruce Lee knockoff. He wins. That's great. Everyone's happy. In the story of Mortal Kombat 2... um, Shao Kahn decides, okay, like you guys need to come to Outworld and fight, and if you give us another chance, and if we win, you know, it's over. So it's essentially just a recast of that story. Mortal Kombat 3 is, gets much more complicated. Um, using sorcery or magic or something, um, <laughs> Shao Kahn revives his dead bride, Sindel, on Earth, in Earth Realm, which allows him to essentially merge the realms to come over and reclaim his bride. So the realms of Earthrealm and Outworld merge in Mortal Kombat 3, 
And according to the story page, billions of people die. Sure. And, um, billions, wow. Billions, okay. yeah. Um, they also had the words uh, Soul NATO involved at some point, um, which I really enjoyed. Um, I can't wait for that franchise yeah, to take this, off. The, the Soul NATO series starring Carol <laughs> Reed. Zeering, yeah. Um, Ian Zeering, sorry. He's a jerk and he likes to say it like that. Um, so, and yeah, that was this, the setup for uh, Mortal Kombat 3. Um, and Mortal Kombat 3 added... Added some new characters, um, some classics. Um, I don't know. That's that's essentially the story. So it's yeah, this merging, yeah. these merging of the two realms, and it's up to Earth champions to defend from being taken over completely by Outworld. Yeah. Um, and then we'll go. We also played Mortal Kombat. This is going to be a really long episode, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's all right. Um, we also played Mortal Kombat Four, which I'll talk about the story. But when we get into that, yeah. But uh, let's let's stick with trilogy yeah. for the moment. And and I, again, we need to reemphasize uh, Mortal Kombat was. I mean, it ruled the 90s. If you were a kid in the 90s, like, you could not escape it, and you did not want to. It was the most amazing thing. Like, it was this, for a while, it was like this legendary schoolyard rumor for me. Like, uh, did you hear about this game where you could rip a guy's spine out? I'm like, no way is that real, you know? And I was a, a sheltered little boy. But yeah, this this debuted in arcades in 1992. Uh, Ed Boon and John Tobias were the creators of that. And uh, it was kind of an effort to capitalize on the Street Fighter Two craze, mm-hmm. you know. It was this big fighting game thing, and this, I think, it blew Street Fighter Two out of the water in terms of sales and in terms of controversy. But not in terms of quality. Let's not just go on. No, first Mortal Kombat game is awful. It really <laughs> and is. And really if is. you had not, if it did not have this sort of blood and guts to create this controversy and draw people there, we it would have fallen far away. Oh yeah, because yeah. it is not a good game. But this this had a seismic impact. It was a massive arcade hit. It was a massive home console hit. Uh, it spawned two feature films. It spawned uh, a really surprisingly influential soundtrack album. Like that, <laughs> it really yeah. is. It was like kind of a big leap forward for techno music. That yeah. soundtrack. There was a long-running comic book series. Uh, there were two television shows. There's rumors of another rebooted movie coming out pretty soon. And the, the new games have sold pretty well and have the gotten pretty good. Good, pretty good reviews. They're so, fun, yeah, yeah. They're fun. They play kind of like Injustice. Which well, is they're the made by creators. the same company. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you like those games, they're fun. Uh, and, and it was also massively controversial for the violence at the time. It led to the creation of the ESRB rating system. Mm. Uh, and, and it was just a big controversial scary thing i was not allowed to play this game when i was a kid um and i mean it seems funny looking back one of the one of the thing one of my memory many memories of this game was um my mother my mother being a, a an astute person sure. um was, was sensitive to what i was playing so she didn't want me playing first person shooters um but i'm like well what about mortal Kombat? can i play that and she's like yeah that's okay yeah. because she was aware she's like i believe she referred to it as super fakey Oh, Which yeah, is yeah. I really appreciate it. I have I I'm like oh like my mom actually like pays attention and is hip enough to be like oh that's like super fakey and goofy and she trusts and, your ability to distinguish between yeah like, exactly real so violence I, and, I really appreciated yeah. that and that makes a lot and that's that's really what I like about Mortal Kombat is it just embraces such a pulpy stupidness yeah, yeah. I mean this game <laughs> let's let's go through some of the characters this game has. Cyborg ninjas. Many cyborg ninjas. Many cyborg ninjas who shoot missiles and bombs. It has regular ninjas. Yep. It has a uh, Native American spirit guy, which was a weird, like, a bunch of fighting games in the 90s had these kind of characters. I mean, it's a blow for inclusiveness, but also, you <laughs> know, little stereotypical. little stereotypical. He's got a blazing tomahawk. He's really cool. Sure. Um, yeah. It has, like, just a riot cop who just has a gun and grenades, which mm. I don't know what sort of police work he's doing. It's got this 
dude with big metal arms. Yeah. Um, it's got a thunder god. Um, yeah, it's got a dude with a big skull and hammer. Yeah. Um, it just, it's just cool and like got a guy who freezes other people and I don't know. It just something about the amalgamation. It was just like. It's kind of like people writing a comic book, and they're just like, yeah, this is or a, like an exploitation movie. They're just like, yeah, this is cool. Let's put it in the game. Yeah. Like, but I feel like some of the, um, so yeah, like all, all that, like excellent points. But I think the thing that kind of takes it to the next level is the way that those like crazy elements merge with like the art style. Because mm-hmm. yeah. there was, there was, have been like countless fighting games with robots, Rise of the Robots. Don't ever play that. No, it's uh, bad. <laughs> uh, Versus, you know, Robots in Mortal Kombat, which are, like, really cool. Yeah. Um, this game had uh, some improvements, I think, over Ultimate Mortal Kombat, uh, like, with... I, and this is just, like, a personal flavor thing, but having Sub-Zero back in ninja form... Yeah. I'm like, okay, I can get down with this. Yeah, like, the unmasked Sub-Zero, Sub-Zero like, yeah. is pretty lame. Yeah. But, yeah, like, to the point of, like, the, the cartoon violence, you know, there's, like, there's some... Games where even like with the N sixty four, you can have like Goldeneye, which sure. you know as like an FPS. Yeah, I'm like like it doesn't like look great, but you know, to impressionable parents, you know them running around or, like they're seeing their kids running around like sure. gap, you know, getting people in the face and blood shooting out and all that, and yeah, screaming for mercy. Versus like a guy with blade arms who is uh, jumping through the air and shooting sparks off of them. Yeah, like, a, the, a... the aesthetic is very much like the video game version of a canon film, like from the eighties. Oh, you know, like these these really over the top, low budget ninja flicks. Like it's it's pretty. It look, you look at it now and you're thinking like, really, people were upset about this? <laughs> like this is so obvious. I mean, the, I will say the stuff in the new like PS4 Mortal Kombat stuff is. Revolting, and I know, and I had a problem with that. I, I, that I want to play those games, but like so many of the fatalities were like zoom in on the bones breaking and things like that. It kind of like, just crosses the line. It's so, it's just gross. It's not, it's not fun. I feel it, like it, it, that is the. This is what parents were imagining yeah. when they saw like the version of it now, where it's like really extremely graphic. That's the version they were imagining back in the day. Yeah, and. That I don't know. I, I need to give those games a chance, but that just doesn't seem as fun to me. I no. just I enjoy the fatality where Jax grows huge and stomps on his opponent. Yeah, <laughs> it's. But uh, to to get into the game a little bit and to kind of describe my issues with it. All right. It's that uh, when you're Mortal Kombat to me has always felt incredibly imprecise. Okay. You know, I feel like uh, I'm always just kind of crouching and and uppercutting and trying to get close enough to hit this person mm-hmm. who's always inching out of the way. And I think a lot of that was just the FMV sprites. Like, you know, the, it, it was a limitation of the system, and it, it just always felt kind of, I don't know, arbitrary to me. Just uh, I, I was always struggling with the game rather than enjoying the game. Okay, I can see that. And this was a little, I will admit, this was less of a case with this. Like, this one played a little smoother than uh, past more combat experiences. Yeah, my guess is that you played 2 a lot, and I, I don't think that 2, I, two is very slow. Um, one of the big innovations in number 3 was the inclusion of a run button, which mm. allows you to close the distance between you and your opponent a lot faster and really speeds things along. Um, yeah, I think the combo system in this game, you essentially have to memorize the combos. Right. It's not like one attack goes into the other. You're like, oh, you just have to press these four buttons in your character dual combo. Um, so it, it's sort of a weird... Yeah, it's like... I would say it's sort of a fighting game of middling. It rewards people at middling skill level. It's not like mm-hmm. super technical, like something like, I don't know, like Tekken maybe or sure. Virtua Fighter. Well, uh, so... But, uh, 
I'll I'll plead for the internet to put down their tweets for a second, okay. and I'll take that I'll take the devil's advocate position okay. and say that yeah, there, there are aspects where it can feel like really fiddly, um, where like you know you have to get like so just at the right distance to people in order to get some thing off. Um, but from my experience with the with either Ultimate Mortal Kombat on arcade or Mortal Kombat trilogy and just being kind of like a casual fan mm-hmm. of the fighting game space uh it it can be precise enough if you invest into it but sure. you know there is there is the aspect of like man do I really want to invest this much time in a Mortal right. Kombat trilogy yeah, uh, yeah so so yeah like you can it can be precise enough where you know you can uh, you know pop someone up get like a, a good juggle going off and you can rattle off these 100% combos like it it is mm-hmm. possible but you know, it, this might not be the best vector for it. Uh, well, I will say, watching you two play, like, your three-on-three battle, and you're just like, I mean, it was so rapid-fire, and you're, like, warping in and out, and, like, like that was pretty impressive. I'm like, okay, I have no idea what's going on or how you're doing this, but... Uh, I didn't either. Yeah, okay, all right, good. I'm glad it was that's the, Yeah, that's the ideal way to play this game, is play a three-on-three battle and only select Jax and Raiden, right. and just fly all over the place, and punching and teleporting, and it's... It's a good time and saying gotcha. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And Mortal Kombat Trilogy has an inter- like a decent amount of options to go through. They're all the same because you're just fighting people. Yeah. But you know you have the single player mode. You have uh, two on two, which is literally just the same thing. Right. You right. have kind of like a quote unquote extra life with whoever is the next person that you select. Yeah. Three on three is the same thing, but uh, there's something interesting that I don't know has been done in other Mortal Kombat's with the eight player. Uh, tournament mode, right? And that's where I saw that, and I was like, "All right, well, what? How does this work? Do you link together like two Nintendo sixty fours, or oh what? God, how does can, that work?" Can you imagine a land of Mortal oh Kombat trilogy? So, uh, oh, so the way chaos. it works is uh, it's kind of the same system with the two two v two and three v three, where you, you know, just kind of go around selecting people, uh, but you select them uh, like so. Player one will select a person, then right. player two will select a person, then player quote unquote player three will select a person. So I think it, they had this ideal vision of oh, man, we're going to have eight people over to play Mortal Kombat, and everyone's going to play a different character. Yeah, okay. And that'll be fun. Uh, so it's it's just a it's a eight-person tournament bracket uh, where you have... I'm I'm 99% sure, but I haven't played the tournament, uh, tournament mode for a while. Right. Uh, where each round is a standard three-round thing, mm-hmm. and then the winner just advances to the next round. Uh, so eventually, you know, you'll whittle down the tournament bracket, and you'll get a winner. Um, what's interesting in this game is that the winner of the tournament thing will have the option to select from these uh, super cryptic options that you have no idea what they are. Okay. And sometimes you'll be like, okay, uh, I'm going to rotate, and the, the timer's counting down, so you have to make a decision. Like, you don't have time to go and research on the internet what all these stupid symbols mean. Sure. So you're, like, frantically you know, scrolling through these endgame tournament options uh, of, you know, okay... I know one of these shows all the fatalities. Which one is it? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, this one. And then you click it, and then you got the ninja endings. And one of them turns... One of them is a Galaga game. One yeah, of them you right. essentially yeah. play... The, yeah, it just... You play this shooter. It just becomes this... Uh, this Galaga type shooter, and you're like, I, why is That's this in here? Strange. So if you're looking for the best Galaga game, <laughs> have we got the Mortal Kombat game for you? <laughs> well, okay, let's, let's move on to Mortal Kombat 4. Let's okay. talk about this a little bit. So... Uh, this one came out on N64 on June 23, 1998, uh, which is about more than a year after the game debuted in arcades. This was also the last Mortal Kombat game to appear in arcades. 
uh, because there were no more arcades sure. after 1998. Uh, this was also the first game in the series to do away with the FMV live-action characters, and they just went for full 3D-modeled sprites. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's pretty ambitious uh, in terms of its story and its scope. They they introduce... The, uh, there's 15 playable characters in this available right it's so, from the go. It's definitely stripped down. It's kind of like... Yeah, for trilogy is like the maximum, you know, everything is jammed in there. And right. this game is essentially like back to the basics of like less fighters. There's not all these crazy, there's still fatalities, there's not all these super weird ones. Right. There's less just random junk. They do away with the the friendships, with the babalities, with the animalities. It's just each character gets two fatalities, one of them's uh, level specific. Uh, so yeah, there are 15 playable characters available from the get-go. There's three more unlockable ones, including Goro, Noob, Saibot, and Meat, which was just a 3D, uh, uh, it was like a test model that just had a skeleton. I think it's just a reskin, it's a skeleton reskin of whatever character you pick. Yeah, uh, there are eight new characters introduced to this game, in addition to ten returning fighters, and, uh, two of the main characters, including the Elder God Shinnok and the evil sorcerer Quan Chi, uh, we're, we met them in uh, Mortal Kombat Mythology exactly. Sub-Zero. Yeah, they were, uh, this was their fighting game debut, but they, they appeared in uh, Mythologies. Uh, I would say the gameplay itself is largely similar, but they mm-hmm. added a couple of notable additions. There's now a maximum damage cap, so you can't just like get somebody into a corner and spam them with combos until they're dead. Like It'll, it'll, it'll knock you back from them when yeah. you hit that maximum damage. Uh, there's, there's some limited 3D movement now. Uh, I mean, really, even less than like Tekken and Virtual Fighter. Oh, way less. It's a, it's, it's it's a, a 3D step. graphical game, but it's right. a 2D fighter. Yeah, definitely. You can, but, but you can sidestep and you can dodge sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and also, for the first time, you can use weapons and items on the playing field. So you each character has their own exclusive weapon mm-hmm. that you pull out with your own combo. And uh, you can drop those weapons or throw them, and yep. the other character can pick them up. Yeah, I think it's actually a really good use of weapons, and it's one of my favorite things about Mortal Kombat 4. Um, they integrated weapons more in the PS2, um, you know, the PS2 generation of Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Each character would be able to switch to a stance and sort of use weapons mm-hmm. that were that didn't drop. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the risk versus reward of having to spend the time to take out the weapon, and then if you get hit and drop it and your opponent can pick it up, works really well. Sure. And only being able to use it once a fight. So that's one thing I really like about Mortal Kombat 4. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's it's enjoyable. I, it was actually it was fairly well received at the time, uh, and but not nearly as acclaimed, apparently, as the game over screen. I found no less than five different articles about the best ever game over screens. And first of all, we need to talk about why we as a society have this many articles about game over screens. <laughs> I feel like we need to refocus our energy a little sure. bit. This is coming from somebody with a Nintendo 64 podcast. Let's let's rein it in, guys. Yeah, well, to, to let's describe that scene. Your character yeah. will sort of be falling down this pit uh-huh. um, for 10 seconds. And if you don't hit start to continue... Um, that option will go away, and your character will fall to the bottom. This well of spikes hit the spikes, and then rah, yeah, and then so you're not just like you're not just re-entering the game. You're trying to save some. You're deciding whether or not someone lives or dies. Sure. So it's pretty goofy and fun. Um, I wanna I wanna real give a ever so brief uh, rundown of the story of this game, just because I did the research. It's uh, crazy. Let's go back thousands of years again before the events of. Uh, the original Mortal Kombat, um, Shinnok was one of the original Elder Gods, and he decided that he was going to take over the various realms. Um, I think he was then defeated by Raiden, who locked him in the Nether Realm using an amulet. Okay. Um, that's the story of Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub Zero, 
where Quan Chi, this sorcerer, tries to trick Sub-Zero into getting this amulet to free Shinnok back. And then in Mortal Kombat 4, basically Shinnok is back. Yeah. Um, Shinnok is a super lame villain, especially compared to uh, Shang Tsung. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, Shao Kahn. Yeah, Shao Kahn. Um, And I think that's just systematic of Mortal Kombat 4 in general. I think Mortal Kombat 4 plays really well. It does. Um, the, the, the new characters The characters are bad. They're not great. But basically yeah. <laughs> 100%, there is much less interesting character design in this one. There's Reiku, who's a guy who looks like, you pointed out, he looks like Nightwing yeah. from DC Comics. Um, there's Jarek, who is just a much less interesting Kano. Yeah. Um, there's, there's Tanya. Yeah, who's just a squeaky, gir- kind of busty girl. Yeah. Um, there's uh, Kai, who just seems to be another black guy. That seems to be his. Literally no personality. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, uh, Fujin, the only the only new character I think is okay is Fujin, who's mm. sort of the sidekick to Raiden as the god of wind. And um, I think it's but, telling that most of these characters didn't make it beyond this game. I think Quan Chi yeah. is still in the series. Oh, yeah. uh, he's been Quan kind Chi of, is cool. He's been kind of retconned into it. but uh, I think Shinnok was in one of the new ones, wasn't he? Yeah, was he probably. Or something? Okay. Okay. I think Shinnok is super lame in this game. He can he just switches between different characters' move sets. Like the announcer will say a character, and then Shinnok will get his moves. Yeah, um, it's it's not that. It, I think that's by far. Like I think Mortal Kombat Four plays well, but I think the biggest weakness is by far it doesn't have the level of personality of those earlier games. Um, I would say that. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, it's, it's tough to do that when you're going up against something that's like a best of series or like like in a best of amalgamation, and then you're like, okay. Starting from scratch, yeah, it's almost like looking back at MK1 and that being like it's almost like you have to compare MK1 to MK4 almost, yeah, it's like the start of a new series, yeah, I agree with that. And I I would say, I mean, at least for the record, I think they did a decent job of making something that felt new and distinctive while still retaining the spirit of the Mm -hmm. series to a degree, like it, it doesn't have quite the personality, but um, it you know, they they maintain the fighting system pretty well. Uh, and it, it, it like like I said, it plays. It's probably the most enjoyable to play for me of uh, these early ones. Of yeah. these early ones, yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah I, I'm I'm okay with that. Um, one thing, um, it is not. I don't think it is very fondly remembered. I think most <laughs> people remember it as sort of a shitty game, especially yeah. Um, because yeah, it doesn't have that same sort of personality and goofiness of the early ones. But one thing that they did put personality and effort into was the endings. Yes. Um, so this was the first time they have voice acting in the endings, and so they're pulled from the arcade, but the N64 versions look way worse. Yeah. Uh, one of these became sort of a meme for a while. Sure. Um, we found a WrestleMania reskin of it. Um, Incidentally, the best version of that cutscene was made in WrestleMania Creative Story. Um, um, so we're so, going to have a special segment here um, of uh, Ultra Sixty Four Readers Theater. Um, so we have my friend uh, Maggie May here. Um, she's going to be reading the. This is the ending of the game. If you win with Jax. Mm-hmm. Um, who is the beefy, beefy guy with steel arms? But um, it also happens to be part of Sonya's ending and part of Jarek's ending. Yeah, they like use everybody so like, gets an ending here. Yeah, everyone uses this same ending. It's just longer depending on who you win with. Um, so Maggie is going to be reading the part of uh, Sonya. Uh, Scott will be reading Jarek, and Steve will be reading Jax. Um, I will, I will, I will read the stage directions. <laughs>
Sonya and Jarek stand face to face at the end of the cliff, at the edge of a cliff. Sonya's back to the cliff. It's over, Jarek. Chinook is dead. The good guys won. You're coming back with me. Never, Sonya. I agreed to stop Shinnok, not turn myself into the special forces. The Black Dragon, live on! The Black Dragon died with Kano. You're the last one, Jarek. Never! Jarek runs at Sonya, who steps aside. Jarek runs off the cliff. <laughs> Sonya looks over the edge and takes out her walkie-talkie. Come in, Major Briggs. This is Lieutenant Sonya Blade. Jarek appears hanging beneath the cliff and grabs Sonya's leg. What? Jarek pulls Sonya off the cliff. Jarek climbs up the cliff. Jax's voice comes through the walkie-talkie. Sonya, this is Major Briggs. Come in. Sonya, this is Jax. Are you there? Jarek stomps on the walkie-talkie and starts walking away. (laughs) Jax appears out of nowhere and picks Jarek up by the throat. Going somewhere, Jarek? Jax, I thought you were... Thought I was what? Dead? Like my partner you just tossed off the cliff? Jax hangs Jarek off over the cliff. I'm I'm sorry, Jax. Please, don't drop me. Wait, I promise. Too late, Jarek. You can't drop me. You have to uphold the law. You have to arrest me. Wait, wait, this is brutality. You can't do it. Wrong, Jarek. This is not a brutality. This is a fatality. Jax drops Jarek off the cliff. <laughs> and scene. Thank you, thank you, thank, thank you, everybody. Well done, well done. Well done. Well done. I, I, I um, think, I think we could safely wrap this up. Let's, let's move on to our, uh, to our rankings here. So, uh, for new readers or new listeners, you're not reading a podcast. You well, you will idiots. be reading. You'll be reading a list. You'll be reading a list if you go on to ultra64podcast.com, where you can read our ongoing real-time rankings of games as we play them. So currently, we have 20 games. Uh, Whoa, it's so many games! I know it's pretty great. Currently, uh, my number one is Banjo-Kazooie. Woody's number one is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Uh, and both of our bottom games are Super Bowling. So, uh, Woody, where would you say these two games fall on a scale of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 to Super Bowling? <laughs> okay. Um, well, I want to start by uh, doing doing a, a little bit of a regret changing things. Um, I know... I know probably no one else cares. The listeners probably don't care about this list as much as I do. But hey, I'm the person who puts the second most amount of effort into this <laughs> podcast. And the list, I want my list to really be right. And so I don't know what I was thinking last week. Maybe I was still high on dinosaur blood or something. But uh, I want to put, I want to swap the Tony Hawk uh, three and one over to rock. Okay. Um, yeah. So I'm right not... now. It's Tony Hawk three, then two rock, then Tony Hawk one. So you want to put uh, yeah. Tony Hawk one? Over okay. Ahead. Good. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah. It was not quite as egregious as I thought. No. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to put Tony Hawk one over Turok. I don't. That's I cool. mean, yeah. I, I was we're thinking back to the jumping in Turok, and I'm like, oh, this is your one. This is your one mulligan. Oh no, it's it's coming back again. This whole thing's gonna be reshuffled. <laughs> um. So I'm gonna start with. Let's let me talk about uh, Mortal Kombat trilogy first. If I was to think about the game that had the most impact on my li- like I'm not saying that Mortal Kombat trilogy is my favorite game ever but it has I have a lot of associations with it I have that story I played it with my brother mm-hmm. who um we didn't have a ton in common cuz he's 11 years older than me sure. and I remember having a lot of fond memories of him kicking my ass in this game I really appreciated uh my mom's willingness to let me play it um, I made that really stupid Mortal Kombat video, um, which you could link to again. It's yeah. you, there's a link to it in the. Um, it's pretty great. Um, I remember playing with Scott in college. Um, I remember, yeah, it's just something about it. Um, 
I don't know. It, it was the game that hit me at the right time. I mean, we all have we all have games like that, and I just really appreciate the the goofy uh, the goofy aspect of it. So I acknowledge that like Mortal Kombat three and Mortal Kombat trilogy are not like super fantastic fighting games, but if you have someone to play them with, they they're they're good times. Yeah. Um, and so I'm gonna put this game. I'm gonna put Mortal Kombat trilogy right under Tony Hawk two. Oh, wow. I think that Tony Hawk 2 is is just so fantastic in terms of the way it plays um, and addictive um, that I wouldn't want to de-seed it, but um, it definitely have more fondness for this game than Banjo-Kazooie. Again, I acknowledge Banjo-Kazooie is probably like a better design sure, game, yeah. but it, it, in Banjo-Kazooie... Can you turn your arms to blades and chop the opponent up? Yes. Can you... Th- oh, <laughs> this is the... Okay, I guess I missed that. that oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a thing, yeah. Can you play a smoke and throw off so many bombs that the whole earth explodes? That is one of the... Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, just check, yes. I need to replay Banjo-Kazooie, apparently. Um, and Mortal Kombat 4 is also a game I like quite a bit. Um, I yeah it it doesn't have the things that I that make Mortal Kombat special to me but I think I think it's a lot of fun I'm gonna put that one uh, right under Banjo Kazooie okay all right so they're your new number two and number four games yeah I'm okay I'm okay with that I'm I'm going you know obviously I was always gonna go a little lower yeah, on this no of course uh, I, and I, but I appreciate your, where you're coming from and I yeah. had a good time playing with you guys uh, so I, I will put this. A little down below, this is going to be my 10 and 11 spot. Which uh, which is between what? It's between Gauntlet Legends and the Fighter Destiny series. Well, that's not so bad. So yeah, it's not so okay, bad. I'm okay it's with not that. So bad. So I, I think, uh, I, think I, I, I probably prefer, as a game, I prefer 4, but I'm going to put yeah. Trilogy a little higher because of how nuts it is. I like how, uh, I like the kitchen sink approach. Uh, to just throw in everything in there and just seeing what sticks, and uh, some of it doesn't. But yeah, I appreciate the ambition and the goofiness of it. So uh, yeah, yeah, I'll put uh, more Mortal Kombat trilogy and then Mortal Kombat Four. All right, I'm okay so, with that. I'm either just, way, I'm just glad we didn't have to fight about them being at the bottom. No, of list. either way, Metric Miles better than Mortal Kombat Mythologies, uh, which is still pretty low, but surprisingly climbing thanks to a spate of bowling games <laughs> yeah. that were shitty. Uh, but it'll probably stay pretty low. Uh, Scott, have you had to rank the two? Um, yeah, I think as like trying to be as neutral an observer as possible because Mortal Kombat. You don't trilogy... have to be a neutral observer. I rank <laughs> this game higher than Banjo Kazooie, so like clearly neutrality is not a part of it. Uh, okay, so even so, even with the like ten pairs of nostalgia goggles on, the rose sure. um, glasses, yeah. Mortal Kombat trilogy, I think, just has so much stuff in it. Uh, I think it it does it well enough. There is some slowdown from like the game's aggressor modes. You probably yeah. Turn, turn off, that off turn off aggressor mode at the start of the game. It's really dumb. yeah. The, mm. the controls are goofy, uh, but you have nin- you, robot ninjas. You have people with blade arms, and you have a guy that says "gotcha" when he grabs yeah. you. So I think I think those are all pretty rad. Yeah. Uh, the, I, I just dig the art style. I, I like two uh, D heavily pixelated games. Sure. Uh, so that kind of takes all the boxes, and I I, I feel like I should play more Mortal Kombat 4 to kind of really give it its due, but I didn't really play that a whole lot in my N64 days. So coming to it fresh, I'm like, man, this, you know, it's it's kind of, I'm putting it in an unfair position because it's going up against, like, the greatest of all time Mortal Kombat game. Sure. Uh, or one of them. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's a new entrant. So, uh, so I would rate 
Mortal Kombat trilogy over uh, MK4. Yeah, but okay. that's that's not to put it to any sort of disservice. It's mm-hmm. kind of a personal taste. No, that I think we're all on the same page. I think we're yeah, yeah yeah I think we're all good with that. Well, that is uh, the show this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, as always, you can find us on ultra64podcast.com. Uh, write in, tell us what you think. We're at uh, ultra64podcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter. Uh, all of these are the same. I'm uh, still waiting for someone to talk, write in and talk about Magnus Robot Fighter. Yeah, I still want to so, hear well, what the hell that is. I still don't know. It was a Valiant comic. I was right about that. Okay, okay. anyone has any personal experience or made an unlockable I'd, character. I'd love to find that. Uh, next week is going to be so much fun. We are talking about Pokemon Snap. That sounds a lot uh, less fun than this week, Steve. I'm going to no, be honest with you. I, I disagree. You can shoot I love Pokeballs Pokemon. at Pokemon and knock them into lava. Can you, you can. rip off the rip out the Pokemon skeleton through their mouth? Yeah, you yes. can. Yes. Oh, yes. oh man. that's a major selling I point. Keep missing you all have been this. playing these games wrong. Yeah, I. It's like you not knowing how to manual in Tony Hawk. Oh my god! <laughs> never, am I end. ever going to? No, that you're down? not. Oh my god! <laughs> it's. It was. Um, I was going into it cold. Oh my god! Thanks Whatever. for being on our show, Scott. Yes, yeah, thank you so much. Me. Thank you to Maggie May for joining in oh, as yeah. well. Thank was, you, Maggie. She's not in the room. She's manhandling my dog right now, and I appreciate that. Uh, all right, we're going to Canada, everybody. Uh, we're not dodging the draft. We're just going to go curling for a little bit. Uh, so thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>